<clears throat> What's up and welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. <sighs> Finally good to have a, be back with an episode that's not um, sports strictly. So today we're just going just gonna to kind of ramble off a little bit, see where we land. So uh, first and foremost, I don't know if you were on Twitter at all in the last uh, day or two, but, well, since recording this, but <clears throat> over the weekend there was, uh, I happened to look at the trending and there was a hashtag of hashtag white power was trending. And it was like number, I don't know, 19 or 20 in the United States. That's a pretty big deal. And I, and I was like, well, this is interesting enough. Let's dig into it a little bit. And so I pull it up and I'm thinking, you know, my first thought is there's several different ways this could go. It could be a bunch of trolls who wanted to get this trending and made some whatever trolly semi-racist comments or whatever and then people got outraged and they just continued the hashtag or it could be <clears throat> railing against white power based on some random thing that happened where people are like oh this is showing white supremacy or promoting white supremacy you know like for instance i just i just saw a tweet i don't know if you know who david hogg is but <clears throat> sometimes the things he says but he's one of the parkland survivor um shooting survivors, and he tweeted out earlier this morning how our our police system is fundamentally built from the beginning, going back to the beginning of it, is built to promote and support white supremacy. And I was like, that's not even a, you seriously can't believe that. You seriously can't believe that the system is just that ingrained, like that wrong. Because it has some, it has problems, and then the video that he posted along with it was a black police officer mishandling a black student in a school. And his overall point was to he thinks cops in schools doesn't help anything. Um, we need therapists and um, what did he say? Like anti-violence seminar? I don't know training. Um, sure, I mean it's kids though, and on some level it's like you can. You can teach kids all the right things, give them all the right information. They can still make the wrong choices. <clears throat> but it was very interesting, um, not, I wouldn't call it a very valid point at all, um, at least on the first part of it. But I'm getting off track here. No, white power was trending um, a few days ago. And I looked at it. For those of you who maybe don't know what it is, basically at the Army-Navy game, um, there was a camera shot of some of the cadets, and one of the cadets decided to do the upside-down OK symbol, which is, you know, the game. I don't even know. What, does anyone know what this game is called? I don't. I. It's never been given a name. It's just been gotcha. But anyways, and he's holding it over his buddy's shoulder, basically below his waist where he is sitting, so he's trolling everybody watching the broadcast right then. Well... If you rewind back a few months, there was this big deal at the ACLU acknowledged some new um, hate speech or hateful language symbols, whatever you want to call it. And there was like Moon Man, the the Happy Merchant, which were which is an anti-Semitic cartoon, and then there was a bowl cut, the specifically the bowl cut of this mass shooter, because once again trolls trolled and the media bought into it. But then. <laughs> craziest of all was the okay sign which once again i actually found a screenshot of of the of a chat that was saying 
that was saying, hey, let's flood the internet with this and get people to freak out and believe that this is a symbol of hate and blah, blah, blah. And so, like, literally the, the, the plan to troll and basically it was the okay symbol. When you hold it upright, your three fingers make a W. Your finger and index, your index finger and thumb make the I of the P. And then basically the stem of it is go is your hand going into your wrist and your arm. And that's supposed to mean white power. Well, then a couple people used it. One of these mass shooters who probably frequented 4chan used it on in his trial. And so people said, see, this is a symbol of white power. And it took off, got way too popular. But <clears throat> basically fast forward to now, and I call it a sham because it is. And fast forward to now, and <clears throat> you see this happen. And then there's I, I saw a number of tweets that was like, as some as a veteran, they were veterans or sons of veterans or parents of veterans, and they said, "I'm disappointed in these cadets. They would promote this kind of blah blah blah. They would promote white power and all this stuff, and they use hashtag. And so that got the hashtag trending. So my option number two, my hypothesis number two, going into looking at this was was actually correct. There was sort of a non-story that became a story because people freak out and take everything too seriously and can't even. And can't recognize a troll. And it just goes to show you how idiotic people nowadays are and how idiotic the media can be because it promotes this sort of stuff. Because um, you know why? Clicks and traffic. That's why. Like, don't kid yourselves. People, not everybody is just as dumb, but people latch onto it because it's going to get it's gonna get good traction and traffic and help your ratings and whatnot. And it's just like, to me, it's, it just undermines your whole... It undermines your, your validity in my book. But... <clears throat> So this happened and a bunch of tweets and there's a few people that are like, are you seriously buying into this? And one guy posted the screenshot of this chat. Um, let me pull it up. I saved the picture actually so I could, and I'll, and I'll figure out, see if I can post it in the show notes or link to it maybe in the show notes. But basically showing the okay symbol, breaking that down. And it says, we must flood Twitter and other social media websites with spam claiming that the okay hand sign is a symbol of white supremacy. Make fake accounts with basic white girl names and type stuff like, OMG, that's so true. Use as many emojis as you please. It would also be good for us to associate the okay sign being a symbol of white supremacy because Mel Gibson used it. There you go. Use the hashtag power hand privilege in all of your tweets and whatnot related to this. Bonus points if your profile picks something related to supporting feminism. Leftists have dug so deep down into their lunacy, we must force to dig more until the rest of society ain't going anywhere near that stuff. <clears throat> so, interesting post all in all. Basically, they're saying we need to go troll them, and this needs to be such a deep troll that it gets so ludicrous that people look at it and say, why would I... And, and basically jump ship from this leftist self-eating ideology that's only getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Which, on some level... I'm I'm all for basically trying to make this so crazy that people can't help but go like, no, nah, that's totally psychotic. Like that is literally person that is that is crazy person talking on the street corner to themselves about nonsense. Like levels like, oh, I'm gonna go hang out with that guy. No, that guy knows what's going on. Is is that seems to be the goal there? But that was the plan, and honestly, it seems to be working because you got tens of thousands of people on Twitter tweeting about it in this one moment. So I need to kind of step back and go back to the original point. So A, you have it's the OK symbol. So I need to establish the context here. They said take the OK symbol, the upright OK symbol, because that's the example that's always used, is signal for white power. 
<clears throat> However, in so far, in all the cases that this has been a thing, like there was a family at Disney, I think I covered them in a previous episode, but <clears throat> like in, in the Army-Navy shot, you, everyone knows the game where you put basically it's the upside down OK symbol below your waist. Someone looks at it. You get to punch them. They have to do five push-ups, whatever. You know, you know, everyone has their own different rules. Well, <clears throat> this time, what you see when you put that OK symbol upside down, now it's an M and it's a at best, at best, it's like a it's like an A or or maybe no. So it's Mo. Um it's it no longer it no longer fits the bill for the description that people said it's white power and so, however they nobody's paid any attention to that the fact that it is a it's upside down so to me to truly do the symbol like it needs to be vertical because that is that that is the original claim is that like ah your three fingers make a w and then the hole that you make with your other two fingers is the p so if you go upside down, it totally kind of negates that. And, you know, people might have a case saying, well, they're just sudden, trying to subtly do the symbol. The symbol is what it is. And However, when you remember the context of the fact that there's this game where people try and troll each other by putting their upside down symbol below the waist and that and people have and it's been well documented across all sorts of social media things on TV plenty of times before this whole white power nonsense came up like six, seven months ago. That people, kids, whatever, whoever would do this on TV to get you. I've seen billboards. I bet there aren't any anymore where, where people are, billboards are doing that. And it says, made you look. And like I, those billboards have been around for years. And so my question is, why does nobody, why does everyone just refuse to acknowledge that, oh, he's, they're playing this game to try and troll everybody who's watching. Like I saw that and I was like, Oh, they got me. And he just holds it there over his buddy's shoulder. But subsequently it is below his waist cause they're sitting in bleachers. So he's, you have one guy in say row a and then another guy in row B. And so guy who is in the row above guy in row a above row B <clears throat> holds his hand over, over guy in row B's shoulder. And so his hand is below his own waist, but still subtly in the camera shot. And it's hilarious. The fact that there's any sort of outrage over this is total nonsense. Um, first of all, that you would think that that you would even think that like cadets in, in the Army and Navy Academy would do something so silly as to try and jump on this white power thing is first of all, I just need to attack the fact that it's the wrong symbol. Technically, vertical or upright, meaning fingers pointing up, fingers pointing down two different symbols that needs to be the first establishment the fact that we're not even looking at that context and i make people mad in this sense in a lot of ways that like how you say and certain and a lot and certain words that you use matter in certain situations like paying attention to those sort of details matters like i know in sign language there's some subtle differences in some signs that totally changes the word so if we're going to start talking hand signs and stuff like that yeah it matters so, boom, debunked one right there. It's not even the right symbol, technically. And his fingers were also together, not spread apart to make a W. I don't, mm, I'm not going to dispute that as much. But, first and foremost. Secondly, it is a well-known game that has been played for years. Years. And you're going to have, basically, the open secret of these trolls out here that, I don't even, it's not even a secret. Like, it's out there that this came from 4chan as a trolling thing. But why don't we want to acknowledge it? I don't know, because we're so busy trying to. <clears throat> I sometimes think that there's just 
there <laughs> there's a coalition or there's a there's a real push to try and make a case that like white supremacy is back and like in a real way in a scary way and it it's kind of fear-mongering to me and I don't, I don't buy it i don't buy it at all because go around your day-to-day life and it's like what are most people are being decent everyone if you if you really think that you know most people are trying to do their best you're gonna you're gonna encounter a crazy person every now and again but think about all the different thousands and some people tens of thousands of people that you'll see throughout your daily life over the next you know weeks days months years and how many crazy do you actually see most of the crazy stuff you see is on the news not to say it couldn't happen to you because that's how, always how it goes, you know, oh, we always feel it, it, oh, that's not how the world is, and then it happens to us, and then, of course, it is, it's just how humans work, but really, with this scenario, by and large, you don't see raging neo-Nazis everywhere, and I'm sure there's somebody out there who could say, well, in my town, or over here, there was this, or what about Charlottesville, and all this stuff, and it's... <clears throat> and it's, that's fine, that's anecdotal, We're t- the, the problem is that that doesn't even fulfill the narratives fulfill the narrative because the narrative is that it's widespread it's everywhere you can see it all the time it's built into our systems from the core not even a thing not really a thing so just wanted to yeah that's that's that story um definitely look into it let me know what you think i sure hope these cadets i haven't followed up but i sure hope these cadets don't see any kind of backlash and they and that the military surely the military won't buy into this nonsense that like come on when it's when it's been openly admitted and then i easily found i didn't even scroll that deep and i found that screenshot of that conversation saying hey let's go let's go flood twitter with this and make this a thing to show how stupid a lot of this a lot of the left media can be and <laughs> it's working. That's the crazy thing. You see this and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever, some weird internet stuff. But when you see this and you're like, oh, it's totally working, that's when I'm like, dad, you, you can't even, are you that blind? You can't even see that you're playing straight into their hands, just straight into their hands. But <sighs> I thought I thought we'd moved on from this. I keep using, I've kept using the OK symbol because it's a symbol that's been around for, I don't, I don't even know how long. But the fact that you're going to let some trolls come in and say, well, it, actually, well th- it means this. And then you have one mass shooter kid use it in his thing and then a sm- his small following do it. And you're going to basically you're going to let you're going to let people hijack the power. You know, what? this 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 brings me to a good point. You talk about like I know there's certain there's there's moments where there where people get upset and they're like, don't give them a platform. Don't give them a platform because then you're 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 legitimizing their voice. And it's like, not necessarily. Any old, if you put it in the context of a public square, any person can go and shout whatever they want in a public square. It doesn't make, it doesn't give them validity. It doesn't give them a voice. It doesn't mean people are listening necessarily. People are obviously going to hear what they're saying, but, and maybe there are a few people who do stop and listen and go, hmm, yeah, this dude's crazy. And there you go. So, same thing if like I know this has been an example like Dave Rubin for instance people people on the left have said oh you know he's dangerous he has dangerous people on he gives bigots a voice and all this stuff and and it's it's, um, validating him giving him validity it's like not necessarily it's more like hey he wants to know what you think and you as a listener can sit back and go hmm that's crazy if it's crazy like let people think for themselves and it actually does the opposite effect when you're like no no no, no. we can't give them the voice they're dangerous because then it's like the hey don't press that button well now i want to press the button 
So should I should press the button? Yeah, I'm gonna press the button. And then it, it actually almost does the reverse in a lot in, in some sense. It could literally actually give you make you curious and then make you more open to wanting to what to wanting to believe or buy in or go along with what they say in hopes that basically we can just because we're spiteful like that, you know. It's like for me, I know I have a, I have a certain podcast I listen to that I think is awesome, and I've gotten a couple. Other people, my wife and a couple friends listen to it, but then there's a couple friends who haven't jumped on the train and it's for that reason. I've talked about, we've talked about it too much. It comes up all the time because honestly, it's a great source and of information and it just, it is really wonderful and, and eye-opening in a lot of ways and, but these friends, it's gotten caught in that classic situation of like where you have someone talk about something so much and hype it up so much that then... You're like, you know, I don't think I want to do that. I'm just, it's that weird instinct human nature part where it's like, it's obnoxious and annoying. And so you're like, yeah, I'm not going to, now I'm not going to do, not only do I not want to, but now I'm just actively going to avoid that because just literally, yeah, yeah, it's out of spite. And on some level, so on some level, I'll try to back off in hopes that like they would, but one of them sound pretty set in his ways. And I don't know. I've definitely been there. I was that way with a buddy who would randomly bring up Joe Rogan podcast, and I didn't know anything about it at the time. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever." And then I don't remember. There was I finally gave it a try after like a year or two, and he was right. It was an awesome podcast. And I I feel like an idiot now looking back. I say, "Man, I'm just an idiot." And but now I saw myself in that exact situation, and I said, "You know, I'm gonna try and nip that in the bud and and not be in that situation." So and fight those feelings a little bit and just really try and work against that because we've all been there we've all been there but yeah that was uh the okay nonsense and definitely chime in with your thoughts on what you think about it and a do you think it was the 4chan troll where they were trying to troll with white power or do you think they were playing that classic made you look game because i think they were i think that's the game that they were playing i think that's the game that most people who've gotten in trouble for this hand symbol have been playing and that's that. Um, actually, <clears throat> so speaking of podcasts, there's actually, if you haven't listened, podcasts and then documentaries. So <clears throat> there's a new Netflix documentary or documentary on Netflix called Game Changers. Basically, it's this guy. He um, he won the Ultimate Fighter way back when. He trains people hand-to-hand combat. He had a big, big injury. He had injuries to his knees and he was wanting to figure out recovery. And so he got down this nutrition hole basically. And, uh, pretty much it's saying like, Hey, you don't need meat. Um, meat is actually from what the science says, meat can be harmful. Um, going plant-based going vegan. And he pulls a lot of vegan athletes. He does a lot of weird, I guess you can call them examples. They're not actual studies, but for the sake of filmmaking, you know, you do these little anecdotal scenes, for that, and uh, I watched it, and I was pretty skeptical, and then I found out that Joe Rogan brought this guy on, Chris Kessler, and I'll link to this, I'll link to both podcasts in this, and then um, I'll just put the name of the film, and that it can be, it can be found on Netflix, but go, made that, and, you know, I thought it was kind of a what the health kind of a documentary or whatever, and a lot of, a lot of interesting points that, 
Um, but then there was, there's been, you know, some obviously debunking of it and it's created this whole conversation, which I think all in all is good about diet nutrition. Well, Chris Kessler comes on and he debunks it. And when you listen to just his episode, just him and Joe, it really is like to me, he went in and he threw out basically, he was like, yeah, all this is nonsense, blah, 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 this, 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 this was wrong, blatantly wrong. And I was like, oh, wow. Yep. Game changers was another, just like agenda driven vegan promoting meat um, demonizing film well then Joe got in touch with the filmmaker and the main guy in the film I can't remember his name is it John I don't know it's Chris Kessler or maybe it's James James Wilkes Booth no that can't be it I don't remember Uh, let me just look it up but anyways he got one on to allow him basically to defend his film with Chris Kessler and and wow what an interesting podcast so to take you through my journey and and this is what I think most people should do you should watch Game Changers then listen to it's a few hours but it's worth it then listen to Joe Rogan and Chris Chris, the Joe Rogan podcast Chris Kessler debunks and then listen to I think it's almost the very next episode where it's they debate Game Changers Chris Kessler comes on again and yeah, it is James Wilkes. I was right. Yes. But anywho. Then um, James Wilkes debates. And what happened there was a knock or defends his film. Knockdown drag out. So James Wilkes, first of all, I have a ton of respect for him now. Um, because he basically debunked the debunking. And for me, I have no reason really not to believe what his film is. Now, I definitely still hold to the position that diet is is still more complex than we realize and has to do a lot with your heritage and um you know your 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 background i guess your ethnic background where your ancestors came from and how much of what because they all we all adapted people groups adapted to the certain areas and the diets that they ate and that worked for them and we see that played out and so everyone has different responses different types of food and i by no means am a medical expert basically what i say is do what works and Hey, I mean, do it because the same thing is not going to work for everybody. For instance, if you're Jordan Peterson, you have autoimmune problems. What works for you? Oh, uh, steak, almost steak and some greens. And that is literally like meat and greens, basically almost like a carnivore or just the most basic diet. And that changed his world. However, um, for plenty of people, plant, since, I will say this. This is where this is where there are some blurred lines in this conversation as a whole. Um, you hear the term vegan and plant-based. They're not mutually exclusive, but they're not one and the same either, and they shouldn't be interchangeable because vegan is very specific. Vegan is a very specific dietary regimen. Vegan means no animal products at all. That means no milk, no cheese, nothing like that. Nothing from a mother is the technical term, I guess, or whatever. So that is like all plants. That's a vegetarian and some. Plant-based doesn't necessarily mean that you don't eat meat or certain kinds of meats. And I will say this. In the film, I they bring in you know vegan athletes a lot of times. But then for the most part, they use the term plant-based. And that goes interchangeably back and forth. I don't like that because it can be a little misleading. 
Like, I know, for instance, in the film, they use Nate Diaz, who was plant-based, and Conor McGregor, who was steak, but, you know, who, who actually made fun of him for being a vegan. Well, Nate Diaz, turns out, is not fully fully a vegan. He does eat um, certain fish and things like that. And then also Conor McGregor, it was a short-notice fight, and they needed, and Conor McGregor was trying to bulk up so he could, because he was fighting up in a weight class. And there, there was a lot, there's so many factors in that, that the fact that that was used as an example actually annoyed me, annoyed me. Um, because they would use the trash talk of this common thing. And it was like, first of all, you have to understand who Conor McGregor is. That man just will talk trash. It could have been flipped and he could have been like, you're living in the past. May I can't do an Irish accent, but I'm getting on a rabbit trail here. <clears throat> what I was trying to get at was basically, you know, for some people, plant-based or vegan or vegetarian could work. I'm not going to use, I'm going to try not to use those interchangeably because plant-based and vegan, I feel are used interchangeably. But all plant, but plant based doesn't mean you don't eat meat. Plant based just means it is that is the most of what you eat are plants. But then you can mix in other stuff. You can mix in your cheeses. You can mix in some meats. You can do sort of th- things like that. And honestly, the more that I learn, and this is super non scientifical at all. Um, that's why I use the term scientifical. But the more I learn, the more I realize that I think, honestly, first of all. Um, I think that, yeah, plant-based is kind of the way to go. You need to mostly have, like, if you look, if you're going to set it up like a plate, you need to have a very small portion of it as meat, and then most of it is other types of plants and herbs and things like that. And that works. Versus now, its main portion is meat, and then you have some starchy, some carbs, and then you have tiny little side salad. So, the factors are there, but they're just in the wrong proportions. It's really my where my theory falls on it. But <clears throat> anyways, James Wilkes does a superb job defending his um, – he, he listened to the debunking one, and he attacked every single point very specifically, which I do appreciate. Sometimes he was a bit combative, and sometimes I think he was a little bit unfair. But however, on the flip side of that, Chris Kessler – did not defend himself properly at all. He didn't prepare. To me, he didn't really like prepare that well. He didn't. He didn't plan for any sort of counter arguments. And he was. He's more of a soft spoken guy. And James Wilkes is more like me. He's more like, like aggressive, kind of in your face. And he just kind of beat him down, like not literally, but <laughs> just in the in the dialogue. And and you could tell, like Chris, you could tell tell Chris Kessler got um, Chris got flustered. Because he would come back and he would try and say something, and James was like, "No." And is now James Wilkes, like I said, was sometimes a little bit overly aggressive and interrupting and wouldn't let Chris speak, and so I, that can definitely be frustrating if you're trying to have a an, an actual dialogue. But you know, James was obviously a bit. He's emotionally invested. He cares about it. But uh, one thing that he did do that was super annoying is he basically kept saying, you're not qualified to read studies. You're not qualified to read studies. You can't even read a forest plot. I don't even know what a forest plot is either. But he said that about 17 times. Every rebuttal started with, you can't, not every, most every rebuttal after he brought this up the first time started with, you can't even read a forest plot. And, you know, he's not wrong in some sense where maybe you can't fully understand all of the science and all the statistics behind it. However, what he failed to address is the fact that, <clears throat> at least this is what I was taught in my studies, um, is that you do a study, you conduct it, you you provide the information. However, you provide a summary, a summarization of your findings 
and you you are supposed to provide it in a way that an uneducated person or somebody who's not in this field could read it and get the basic understanding and idea of what was found in this study. So it's basically, you're basically supposed to make it readable to everybody. So the point that, that he kept coming back to is you're not even qualified to do this. And I have a team of scientists, which accurate on some level isn't once again, totally, I guess, totally genuine to me or totally check out. Same with like the vegan plant-based interchangeability. Hate that because not the same thing. So when people come at you and say, oh man, they, you know, the veganism is the way to go. This person's gone plant-based. I'm going to say, you're saying two different things. Um, it's just like when people are like, we're not, we're meant to be herbivores, not carnivores. And I say, no, we're meant to be neither. We're omnivores. So don't, that's another thing that too, that it, when it gets into the anthropology, it talks about how we're not carnivores and it compares us to, to strict carnivores. And what I say to that is, okay, that's totally fine. We're not the, the, the counterpoint, that's a super, that's the, the worst kind of straw man is that's not the, that's not the point I'm coming from. That's not the point that the meat pro meat side is coming from by any means saying that, oh yeah, we're meant to be carnivores. There are some people, there's that group, Dr. Stephen Baker, look him up. It's a very interesting thing uh, to go carnivore diet. And there's a lot of people that go carnivore. I don't agree with his methods on Twitter on how he like attacks people and like calls names. Like he's real aggressive. Um, <clears throat> but for the most part, people, people who are pro meat aren't saying, yeah, we're designed to be carnivores. Yeah. Yeah. Meat, meat, meat. And it can kind of get to that point, but I feel like when you come back and you say, we're not designed to be carnivores, we're designed to be, uh, you know, mostly plants, look at our, you know, our teeth and all that stuff. And I say, that's not the, that's not the counter argument. People aren't saying, Hey, you should, because carnivore means you should only eat meat. What we're saying is meat, meat can be good. Um, we are omnivores, meaning we eat both meat, both animal products and both plant products. Like, so don't, don't get into, we're not designed to be carnivores or whatever. And maybe the point for that is more so to say like, Hey, we're more designed to eat plants and we are animals, which once again, don't fully agree with. We do have, we do have some canines naturally in us and some, now it's mostly molar based, but I, there's, there's just a few things and then small things. And I, by no means am an expert, but when you come at it, there were certain angles used and certain things used in this, this film that I still don't agree with, even though I will say James Wilkes went back and he defended a lot of his stuff and it was good. And I think everyone should go through this. It, it'd be quite the process, but recap one more time, watch game changers on Netflix. Then listen to, um, Chris Kessler on Joe Rogan debunk it. Well, and then listen to him and James Wilkes, who made the film, narrated it as the main person in it. Listen to them, them duke it out and really James Wilkes defend his film. He does a great job and he defends a lot of certain things where that were supposedly debunked. Chris Kessler does a piss poor job um, defending his critiques and uh, whether it be he was ill prepared or he just doesn't thrive well, uh, you know, talking with that type of person because I will say James Wilkes was overwhelming at times. And, but I super identify with that. I can identify with that so hard because I, if it's something I care about or something, you know, I'd made a feel about something, same thing here, but go, go, go do that in that order. <clears throat> very, very interesting. And I find myself more or less while I'm not once I'm not like, yeah, it meets the best. I'm basically still like, we don't fully understand. 
because what I come back to is while science is getting better, while we're learning more, and I do think we are making steps in the right direction, I don't like when people make these sweeping statements, these swathing statements of <clears throat> these sweeping passes that it's just like, hey, this is, what's, this is what we're supposed to do, you know? We figured it out because I do know that like... I don't know, was it in the 50s or the 60s? Cottage cheese was promoted as healthy, and so you had people just eating spoonfuls of cottage cheese. I'm not saying that's what we're doing here, but I'm just saying, look, you don't... <laughs> we don't get everything right. And the reason, if you just look at it, what happens is oh, as time goes on, science changes, and we figure new things out, and sometimes those things... Sometimes we thought, oh, wow, we were off on this. You know, they used to think slow and steady jogging, Joe jog for an hour. That's the best way to lose weight. And they're finding out, oh, actually high interval, uh, high interval training is um, high intensity interval training. I knew I missed that. So HIIT training is actually really, really good for you. Actually burns fat at a higher rate. You're basically more efficient because getting up to closer to your heart rate max and trying to hold it there for 10 to 15 minutes is better than going and being at you know, some sort of steady state for 45 minutes. You're going to burn more calories. It's going to keep you in a state of burning calories throughout the day. And like, this has just been discovered in the last 20, 25 years. And that, that scientific data, empirical data is finally coming to the forefront. Same thing with diet is we are learning more and we're, we're getting better and better. However, I don't think the jury is totally out because one critique that I do say still kind of holds up is from Chris Kessler is the standard American diet is total trash. And so there's 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 a slight skew I think in any one of these because what you see is if you go from standard American fast food fried food all that good stuff <clears throat> which is delicious don't get me wrong I love it and still eat plenty of it I eat I eat like crap but you go from that and when you're not really paying that close attention to how many calories what kind of calories where you know food sourcing all that good stuff and then you go to uh, a super specific whether it be including like whether it be an omnivorous diet or you go vegan, you know what, to me, what the biggest factor here is, is you are watching what you eat meticulously and you're building a specific plan. So you know what's going into your body and you're taking care of yourself more. And then this is just my conjecture here. There's, I'm not reading a study about this or anything, but also if you want to think about it this way, Usually what happens is when people start focusing on one aspect of health, I feel like they, they start focusing on multiple aspects of health. So if you start eating right, you're probably going to look into your activity levels on some aspect and, I don't know, maybe start taking the stairs. Maybe you do start going to the gym every day. And so you're going to see healthy markers increase. Basically, my overall point here is there are so many factors and variables that come into health that when we look at one aspect, such as diet, such as exercise, such as, um, you know, unhealthy habits of smoking, drinking, all that good stuff. And and we try and we and we see correlations. We can't be too quick to jump to causation because just like when you're going to if you're going to test in a scientific study, like if you're going to test you're going to do like the the cholesterol testing and stuff like that, like 
people have to be in a very specific state, but if they didn't get enough sleep or something like that, it could affect your resting pulse. It could affect whatever this, if you don't drink enough water, your blood can be more viscous and things can read different. There's so many flipping very small variables, even in, even when you do narrow it down and you're testing something specifically and you control for tons of factors. Like you're like, Hey, make sure to not eat anything for, you know, you need to be fasting. You need to, but you need to drink water. You need to do this, this, this. We I mean, same time, every time we test, you know, same time during the day all that good stuff is there's so many variables not to say there's not good insight in anything i'm not trying to sit and be like we don't know anything at all i'm really trying to say we just take everything i guess take everything with a grain of salt be like yeah and and shoot test it out see how it goes you know if it goes well for you works out sweet keep at it i i, I can tell you this i do know being a vegan in specifically in america can be difficult because you have to try a lot harder. You have to work harder because you have to try and you have to seek out the types of foods that you can eat because there's, there's shoot, there's animal products everywhere and it's less accessible. And another thing I will, another point I will make, I will make that is just a general point is in the world of GMO food and super processed food, trying to go healthy is costly. It does eat into your budget and <clears throat> I guess, so it can be tough. That, that's another reason it can be tough. It hits you in your pocket and it can be hard and you, and your body has to adjust to it. If you go from eating all the sugar in your, which your body loves and can be addictive and you go to basically, you cut out like processed sugar and processed foods and stuff like that, there's going to be an adjustment period. Like it's not going to be that fun at first where you're going to, where you, at least from the flavor standpoint and, and, and the dopamine standpoint, it may not be that great, but long-term, I think you'd see some solid effects. Really, the only thing that I can sit here and say definitively, we know we know for sure, is that processed foods are the devil. You can cut out those and do do a 70, 30, 80, 20, where 70 to 80 percent of what you eat is good, unprocessed, you know, whatever it can be, whole grain, that that kind of thing. It can be fresh, and you're cooking, you're not eating out. You're gonna see you're gonna see benefits. And that combined with staying, staying active, keeping good activity levels. And I'm not necessarily saying going and exercising and working out a bunch. Obviously, if you can, great. But just staying active, standing, walking around, moving, all that good stuff. You're going to see improved health from if you're not watching what you eat and you're just eating tons of processed foods and sugary foods and things like that, which honestly, I'm terrible at. I, I, my goal is to be like an 80, 20 and I'm like a 60, 40 in terms of like the 60 is processed, bad, fast food to 40%, <laughs> um, good whole foods, but we're getting there. You know, it's a process. It's a grind trying to figure it out in the, the busy day to day life, but go check that out and then, uh, get back to me. Let me know what you think. Um, the rambling Viking gmail.com shoot me an email. Cause it's definitely super interesting. I want to know where people stand on this and, you know what they think because I I had quite the roller coaster. I watched Game Changers. I was skeptical of certain things and I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't feel like that was presented fairly. Whatever. Uh, but I tried to be as open as possible and said, Look, I'm gonna take it. Hey, they you know and they they provide references and things like that. And so I it's always they're very open and transparent in a lot of ways, which I appreciate and then makes me more trustworthy. Um, and I think makes them more trustworthy overall. And then I watched the debunk and I was like, wow, that was a total sham. Um, 
And then I watched the debunking of the debunking. And I was like, oh, okay, no. Um, he was able to back up. James Wilk was able to back up a lot of these claims and then also kind of counterattack at uh, Chris Kessler. And Chris Kessler was not prepared. Not to say that he doesn't know a lot and he's not a smart guy and he has a good program going, but I think there were certain aspects that, yeah, he was he was he was missing the point on this. Not, but I, I mean, I'm definitely listening to him, and I think he has a lot of good things to say. So now I'm basically like, all right, game changers. Actually, not a bad documentary. Still not a fan of some of the things and the way they presented, but is what it is. That's you know just me. In my opinion, love to know your thoughts. Um, I will say both of those Joe Rogan podcasts are like two and a half, three hours. So buckle in, but it's worth it. It is worth it, and that used to scare me a ton too. I mean, my podcasts are only 30 or 40 minutes, and most that I listen to are that same sort of way. And that, that used to scare me. I said, man, how can I freaking listen to a two-and-a-half-hour podcast? Well, I realized that listen while you drive, listen while you're in the shower. Um, for me, I'm, a, I'm kind of a podcast nut, so like if I'm just doing stuff around the house, I will just listen to the podcast. So like I find so many little increments of 10 to 15, 20 minutes that I, I chip away and can knock, knock one of those out in a day or two pretty easily. And especially if it's really good, because then you want to listen. But don't let that, if that scares you, don't let that scare you away. Just, it's, it's kind of like a marathon, you know? You just got to grind it out. Listen here and there. Uh, you don't have to sit down and listen to it at once. Because I don't think anybody really has three hours, unless you're on a road trip. But hey, that's just me. And, you know, I, I used to, podcast length is, is just funny for me personally, because I used to worry about it so much. And I thought, you know, like right now I'm at 40 minutes and I'm like, man, that's so long, blah, blah, blah. This is going to be, you know, people aren't going to stop, aren't going to listen because they're, they're going to stop listening. They're going to get bored, which is true and it's fine. And you know, it's one of those things where I just lost focus. But then <laughs> my last two NFL episodes, I got emails after both of them critiquing how short they were. Um, trusty listener connor was upset so connor i hope you're happy happier with this episode length uh, i think that's actually really funny and i enjoy the fact that you were upset at how short they were because um, i've definitely been there with podcasts where i'm like wait you're done already hold on no i wanted to i wanted i want there to be more um but i never i never anticipated uh experiencing that with my own podcast so i do appreciate that but just kind of one of those funny things, but go, go check them out. Um, go, go check out the, the okay symbol thing. I think that's where I'm going to wrap things up for today. I, I thought about talking about a couple other topics, but I think we'll, um, we'll leave that for another time. Something, something funny to leave this episode with. Some of you have probably already heard this, but a, a fun tradition that I guess you want to call it a tradition. I'll just call it a tradition that my family does. Or my parents do um, for each, uh, each time we go out and we celebrate mine or one of my siblings birthdays is they like to tell like the, the, the story of the day that you were born. And <laughs> you know, cause there's always, it's like a wedding. Like there's nothing ever goes perfect. There's always like a couple little quirky things that happen. And it's funny. Well, for my, <laughs> The day I was born was actually pretty interesting. So I was the third child, and my parents um, had rented a, a movie, and you know they had been through this process before, so they kind of knew what to expect. And you know it was uh, late at night, and they'd been watching movies, and they'd rented it from Hastings. If you know what that is, shout out to you. But it basically was a video rental store, um, no longer a thing with streaming services. But hey, 
well, water breaks, yada, yada, yada. They all get ready. You know, they're, they're going to go to the hospital around midnight or so. Well, they, um, this, they realized, oh, if we go to the hospital, he's born, like, our, our video is due tomorrow. And we probably won't get out of the hospital in time to be able to return it without any late fees. So it's kind of it's kind of on the way. It's near the hospital. So we're gonna go we're gonna go by a video store, return the video in the Dropbox, and then go to the hospital to have this baby. So they did. Um, we don't know. No, we don't know exactly. We can't say for sure what movie it was. However. After talking to the source, um, aka my parents, and looking over movies that were released and popular movies that were released on v- on VHS at that time, um, we do we've decided to. The consensus has been um, Jurassic Park, the first one. So they uh, they went to and they returned Jurassic Park on the way to the hospital, and um, <laughs> fast forward a little bit. By the time they got in there, they got her in a wheelchair. They got to the delivery, and the nurses looked at her. Um, and doctor got word. He, he told my parents, all right, on the next one, do not wait this long to come to the hospital. Basically I was born within an hour of my mom getting like into the hospital and like getting seen. Um, so it was a quick turnaround, but everything went well. Uh, and they didn't get any late fees on the video, but I, I just love it. And I don't know. It, it, do you know anything about the day that you were born? You definitely, I don't feel like that's a tradition a lot of people do, but if there's anything quirky or funny that happened around um, your birth, basically. Uh, another thing for me, they, I came out and I apparently had like hair or fuzz all over my face, which is funny because I have a full beard now, but they um, they wanted to name me, my brothers wanted to name me Harry for that because I came out with hair on my face. And it's funny, I, I couldn't get a beard until I was like 20 years old, but now live with one, obviously being a Viking and I have super long hair. So I'm actually very hairy. Wouldn't have been mad about that name, but um <laughs> they, I, I'm also I'm more happy they they didn't go with that based off that fact. But, anyways, let me know if you have any quirky birth stories, either about you or anyone you know. That's mine. Thanks again for listening. If you made it this far, um, give me any of your thoughts, feedback uh, at rambling at the rambling viking, uh, the rambling viking at gmail.com. Blech. And hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas. That's what I'm going to say on here. Hope you have a Merry Christmas because that is the time of year that it is. I'm going to do, I might do a little research, do another episode on um, this whole holiday season nonsense, but uh, it's good. It's not, it's not a bad thing overall. Anyways, thanks for listening guys. Till next time.